Hi, Susan. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Cosima. This is the second episode of Poly Pirates, a podcast where I talk to amazing people that I meet when I travel around the world and seeking curiously for men and women to inspire and guide me. And today I have the amazing honor to talk to Susan Rutherford. And we're sitting in her bungalow on the beach. <laughs> so maybe you can hear the waves and the insects. And yeah, it's, I'm super honored to sit here. And I'll let Susan introduce herself. Hi. 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 Um, I am very happy to be doing this. this um, talking about sex is actually one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I live in Oakland, California. I was raised in Pennsylvania, um, but moved there as soon as I became an adult. Moved to California. I think that's been my, I was always really meant to be there. Yeah. So, um, should I talk about my, like, how do you want me to start? Here? I don't know. I was just thinking, what, what, where, where am I going with this? But I guess, yeah, we, we met here in Copangan yes. talking about, talking about sexuality and polyamory and how we are in our relationships and family and everything and so I guess that was a perfect yes and I've had quite a journey from yeah <laughs> from the beginning till now um I was raised Catholic and uh in a in a pretty you know in the 60s and 70s pretty strict uh Catholic upbringing Catholic school family everyone I knew was Catholic and um, sex was never even discussed it was not a it wasn't talked about it wasn't like I no one ever said to me don't have sex because it just never oh, was oh. even something you talked about <laughs> you know? I know some people have this idea that like Catholics are told like you're not allowed to masturbate and things like yeah. the idea of masturbate I didn't even know what that was no I mean, one that, no one told you not to no no one told me not to I, I, I honestly wouldn't have known what the word meant until I was in high school or something wow. like I really didn't know what the word meant oh wow yeah so there was also no magazines around or no nothing no. that could have no 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 wow no. not not until later no um, I, you know, and I, you know, now I know I had a very strong sex drive. Mm -hmm. I was a sexual being, uh, uh, I didn't discover my body as, as such. Like I didn't know I had a clitoris. Yeah. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a female orgasm, yeah. but I really liked boys. <laughs> I really liked boys. And it actually, I liked girls too. Mm -hmm. I was very curious about girls' bodies, and I like girls' bodies, but that felt so forbidden that I really didn't go there. Yeah. Um, wow. So, um, but in my, you know, again, like through high school, in my community, like if you made out with a boy and he touched your breast, you were a whore. Oh, wow. You were a slut. I oh, mean, wow. That, that was just how it was. So there was a huge amount of guilt around it. And I remember being extremely confused about the whole process. I'm like, wait a minute. The guys really like this. They want you to do it. But then you do it. <laughs> and they berate you. 
and they demean you. But nobody gets mad at them. Yeah. No. (laughs) I remember a very early age just being really confused Confused. by the whole thing. Yeah, confused. That's the perfect word. It's just confusing. (laughs) What do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't, I had sex, I think. I had an actual intercourse, like, when I was a sophomore in high school. How old are you then? I, maybe 15. Okay. Oh. And it was this older guy that used to say hi to me because we walked to school. Like, I was actually one of those people that walked a mile to school every day. Uh, That's why you're so healthy now. (laughs) In the snow, in the rain, all that. It was, it's true. We did it. Um, but anyway, and I remember, um, he had like this downstairs apartment and he invited me over and I told my mom I was at my girlfriend's house oh, wow. and we kind of were kissing and making out. And then he says to me, make yourself comfortable. Wow. I had no idea what he meant. Um, but then he started taking his clothes off. So I kind of figured that that's what I was supposed to oh, do. Wow. He did what he did. It was not pleasurable at all for me. I left very soon after and went to my girlfriend's house. And I, I said, I think I just had sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I was bleeding a little, so I think I did. But that's it was not a very positive experience. And I didn't, again, until um, college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I went to an all-girl Catholic school, so there wasn't a okay, lot there of... there was no exposure There to wasn't that. a lot of possibility, and, um, I mean, I remember, in, and when I was a senior in high school, I skipped school and went to Planned Parenthood and did this whole thing and got birth control pills. Oh, really? It was a big deal, because I was with this guy, and we were going to have sex, oh. and I took the pills for a few weeks and I got so afraid of did having you, sex. Did your mom know that? Did no, you ask? No. No. No one knew. No girlfriend. No one. I didn't tell anybody. It was not even a, something that you could talk about. Not even your friends. Not even no. your same age. No. No. We wow. never talked about anything like that. So how did you know about things? How did you know? How did I know even to do that? I I don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how I knew about Planned Parenthood. I think... Because it's not oh, like you could Google it. Like. Oh, you know, you're right. I think, interestingly, I we had a teacher in senior year of high school. who was a lay, high school. I, I was a Catholic high school. Um, but she was a lay teacher. And she... See, we uh, were a little... It was a little bit liberal Catholic school. So they actually taught us the rhythm method. What's that? Oh, the, oh, the thing where you you, list, you, 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 you take your, your temperature and you oh, track wow. it as a way to do birth control, and it was considered very controversial. Yeah, you actually had to get a permission slip from your parents. Oh really? To oh really? Yes. Oh my God! Now I'm, because I'm all in this world, I don't know how safe it is to you know promote that. And then it's like, oh wow, they didn't even allow that by nature. It was like you had to get permission from your parents. Yes. To even learn about it. And I think she told us about Planned Parenthood somehow. Um, And ironically, I skipped her class to go and take the bus. It was a big deal downtown. I'm sure she'd be proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) 
fuck yeah. But the fact is, I never did it. I never, we never had sex. I got too afraid. Mm -hmm. It was all so, I don't know what the fear Fear. was, but, um, and my sister ended up finding my birth control pills and throwing them away because she knew if my mother ever found them, I would be beat and punished. And so she was so afraid for me that she threw them away. Holy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So how did that change? How did you get to to where I am now? Meet you, you know. Um, so through college, I had a lot of sex, but <laughs> pretty unconscious, you uh-huh. know, just sex for fun and making up for lost time, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I got married, yeah, when I was twenty uh, seven, mm-hmm. and. Um, I had never been monogamous. I always had just been like, even when I had boyfriends, I had cheated on them. I, I, I don't know what made me think that I would get married and then all of a sudden turn the switch and become monogamous. But somehow I thought perfect wife that would now happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it became clear in that marriage, um, that I could not be monogamous and, and there were other issues, but what I started, I started doing my own personal growth work. And looking Did at... Did you communicate that with your partner? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Not about the sexuality. Mm-hmm. That I could not... I, I still, you know, I was still young. I was still t- too immature to even know how to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he... The language. He had no idea. He had had one partner before me who apparently had an orgasm when you looked at her. I mean... <laughs> Lucky her. Lucky her. Uh, um, but... I, you know, so the fact that I couldn't have an orgasm during intercourse was my problem, in of his course. opinion. And I never... Um, questioned it. Never questioned I figured out, by the way, orgasm. I figured out that I had a clit and I could have an orgasm when I was around um, 20. Oh, wow. How did that, that happen? Cosmopolitan Magazine. Plug for Cosmo. Uh, <laughs> high five. <laughs> I read an article. It did something right. I read an article and it blew my mind. And I literally like masturbated every day since then. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I am not You've, even kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> I want to give. Wow. <laughs> Some power I, in this. I figured out how to do it, and I was just like. So you had a husband. You knew that you were totally able to come. You yes. made yourself come whenever yes. you would, when Want it was to. right. Yes, but I hid it from him. Oh wow! And he, did, he didn't know you were masturbating. He did not know, <gasps> and and that was my issue. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I because at some point later we, we were married about seven years, and at about six years or so, he caught me. Oh wow! And he was not. He was just like, you don't have to hide that from me, you know. Oh, so sweet. it was my own. Oh, there was some healing projection. In yeah, nice. it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and so that did make things a little better. Um, but, you know, I had very rich fantasy life. Mm. I liked sort of BDSM kinds of things. I liked, and I could never, sh- I, I thought I was going to yeah. hell. No, I didn't believe, I didn't believe in hell. I just thought I was wrong. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought I was weird and I thought mm. all of that. So there was these little things along the way. So I, I, um, a girlfriend of mine had the story of O, the book. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. And I read it and I thought if there's a book written about this, that must mean there's a lot of people mm. that like this. Mm. 
so I'm not alone. I can almost cry thinking about that, actually. The power of books. Oh. Yes. So you knew there is like-minded yes. souls. Yeah. And then I, so it gave me some courage to open up with some of my lovers and play oh. a little bit. In my, that was Love what, that was when you, in, in my 20s. Married. This is okay. before uh, I was married. Before you were married. Yeah. Um, it, but uh. my husband, I never felt comfortable. Somehow he was more conservative, so I never felt comfortable telling him about it. But before, you know, I did a little bit of that. And then, um, and then it wasn't after, I, I divorced my husband and part of the reason I, I mean, there were emotional issues and differences and how we were growing, but a big part of it was, it came down to, do I want to have sex with this person only for the rest of my life? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't say yes. Yeah. And, um, if other things may, I, anyway, for whatever reason, I, we divorced mm -hmm. and I, um, my next boyfriend, when he realized, and I was still trying to be monogamous with him, and he realized how difficult this was for me, he, even though he was very monogamous, and I love you, Gregor, um, he introduced me to books about polyamory. Oh, my God. And he gave me the book... Um, Stranger in a Strange World, which we've talked about, that, that, that is a whole different perspective on sexuality oh. and the openness and the beauty of it. And, and yes, and he, we left our relationship because he was not interested in being polyamorous, but he did not but make me wrong. Yes, he He's allowed like, you. You need to go on the path. He you strengthened need to find you. Out. He, he gave did. you a book, and he, he, he gave and he you said everything there, he could. There's an organization. There oh were people, my and I, I live in the Bay Area in California, so the, all these people were right oh there. Oh my god! Yeah, so, so he let it was free into. Yeah, he's oh. always appreciative of him for that. It was beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes, and so that really led to. Um, exploration wow. and then of course the internet it allowed me to explore my kink side yeah. you know all the different sites and yeah. I dated online and just yeah. got to like oh my god use things like meetup or uh, no meetup didn't exist <laughs> um, I you know but things like they're alt.com bondage.com okay, so kink.com nice. or those kind of sites And then Craigslist, the ever-present And you Craigslist. lived in the right part of the world. I lived in the right yeah. part of the world where, you know, all these things were possible. Yeah. And then I um, found, can I say their name? The organization that I work with? Yeah. The Human Awareness Institute. Yeah. We call HI, H-A-I. Um, and I found that organization and started doing work with them. Mm -hmm. And their What whole... What do they do? Their whole goal is um, they, they lead workshops in... Love, intimacy, and sexuality. Nice. And I would say their goal is to help us um, sh shed our shame mm -hmm. about our bodies yeah. and about okay. our sexuality and to teach people how to be um, sensual, mm -hmm. how to use touch. Yes. And 
you know, like we, so many people are craving touch in the world and have it in their mind that if I touch you, it means I want to have sex with yeah, you. Exactly. And that exactly. isn't no, and it's very necessary. Harmful. It is very it's harmful. It's very harmful. To so they do a lot of very powerful work. And in uh, through those work, and I'm still involved with them, um, I, I really shed the shame, mm-hmm. not only about my own sexuality, but my body, because mm-hmm. I've been, I'm bigger now. The, the person you're looking at now was 60 pounds heavier two oh, years wow. ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was much heavier, and I had shame about that. Oh, and, wow. um, and I just... So when did you discover them? How many years ago was that? That was in around 2000. Oh, wow. So you've been with them yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. And because when you were talking about the BDSM workshops, yes. I was wondering, did your friends know that? Um, I didn't do any BDSM workshops. It was more, um, uh, you know, meeting people online and Mm -hmm. things. I, I began to attract people into my life that I could talk to about it. Amazing. I did. Yeah. I mean, the, my friends, the, the people that, um, I, like if you look at my circle of friends, almost all of them are, are, have done the high workshops, Mm -hmm. for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, and the ones that haven't are very open sexually Mm -hmm. and not that all of them, we sit around and talking about specifics, but like in my bedroom at home, if you go into my bedroom, I, there's like a whip hanging there and there's oh, wow. handcuffs on the bed. Yes. And my son, if he sleeps over and uses my bed, he, I don't remove. Really? No, I don't remove really? him for anybody. No. I love that. I've never <laughs> been in a bedroom that is so shameless and I yeah. love you for that. Yeah, it's. I decided some years ago that no, no point in hiding. Why am I hiding this? Yes. Why? Why? Are because I this? because by hiding it, I'm also taking away the opportunity for somebody else mm. to say, "Oh, curious. That's what is that? Or oh, I'm not the only one. Yes. Or yes. Uh, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm not the only one. You know, yes. I feel like because I feel like I relate to so many of the of the experiences that you're describing and. To have that key moment with you, for you, was uh, the book. Yes. When you realized, oh, wow, there's other people like me. I had that when I discovered a podcast, actually, called Polly Weekly, uh-huh. which my friend introduced me to in Sweden, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. I'm not weird. I'm not wrong. This is yes. a thing. There's other people that feel exactly like me. They live it in a really different way. That does not matter. Right. And to have that freedom. Yes. And to and this is why I started doing this podcast and also why I wanted to talk to you because I was like, me as a woman, I'm realizing how much I've been in hiding, in mm. hiding of my sexuality because I feel like even my family, without wanting, by wanting to protect me and by showing their love, they've kind of told me to stay quiet around my sexuality yes. and my weirdnesses yes. in that way. Yes. And I feel like I'm over that. That doesn't serve me anymore right. because there is so many people out there that feel like, whoa, what's going on? I feel wrong. But I also kind of like girls. Oh, shit. And I think I'm not supposed to do that, you know? And our parents are, are, are protect, want to protect us and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And at some point we have to remove our... I, I removed myself from Pennsylvania when I went to Berkeley. That's mm-hmm. like I, I made mm-hmm. that shift. So I was 22. Mm-hmm. And I think that was necessary for me mm-hmm. in order to not have, because I was always a little weird. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love it. 
So this was part one of our wonderful podcast with Susan Rutherford. We decided to cut it into pieces so that we don't overwhelm you with listening. In part two, Susan will tell us about her sexuality today and her current relationship and um, what her plans for the future are. So enjoy listening to part two of two. And thank you so much, Susan, for this beautiful interview infinite gratitude and i'm looking forward to more bye and thank you everyone for listening to poly pirates number two let's see where this goes please send me feedback ideas we're happy to hear from you have a wonderful day bye everyone